Alright, it's going to get into part two. I was interrupted. And we just talk about Leo. And I think that's probably, you know, about it. We just give it light, low footnotes in comparison. Alright, let's uh, move on to Troublesome Virgo. Ah, Virgo... Virgo's a scientist, like I like I told y'all before, you know, Virgo is hands-on. That's what Mercury that and Mercury very much so productive with its body itself. Virgo This is where I was like saying it's a give and take with micro and macro between Virgo and Scorpio is the macro thing is they they able to see a big picture. They are. And regarding like people relations, they could see a situation panning out while other people in the society or in a situation may not see right away because they could pay attention to details like a mug. Like a mug. And they, they have this like naturalness to almost like experiment with people, put you in a situation and see how you're going to react. How is it going to go? And this is like the diabolicalness of, of, of Virgo. Because Sagittarius could be diabolical. Also, you know, like people say, like yo, Scorpios is evil. Scorpios, they 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 spitefulness and yada yada yada. But it's that it's that intelligence of logic where I say Virgo is 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 cold. That Earth sign makes it cold. It's at a distance. It's watching. You know, it's taking in all this information. And very much so, hands on. With the help of Mercury. Because, um... Scorpio is not hands on. Scorpio is to itself in this corner. It's not going to... Put nobody and not even like diabolically be off that type of vibe. Nah, you you cross the line with Scorpio. Scorpio will let you know. That's a difference, you know. Virgo didn't tell you you crossed the line, and it's it's still watching, it's still calculating. It knows that that there's a line on the other side, you know. And Virgo is also like like the type that I'll tell you, I told you so. Scorpio, because of its emotional trauma and because they care about you, they'll tell you, oh, there's a line on the other side. Trust me, you know, and they'll show you the scar. Virgo won't. Virgo won't. Virgo will, will say, yo, let's go on a bike ride and give you a bike. That isn't like everybody else's. And watch how you manage. 
they will know like, all right, yeah, you know how to ride a bike. You know how to balance. You know you got to pedal harder. But they're not going to tell you the, the necessary per se's of the bike. They're going to watch what happens and, and the experiment is not really on you. It's really on the bike. That's Virgo right there. <laughs> and because they got all this logic... <clears throat> they could back their words up with words. You know, some some of the work that they do, they could back it up with words. So it's like even entering into a conversation with Virgo is deadly. It, it could be deadly when they when they criticize because they could they could frame the conversation where it's like, nah, it's like really on you. You don't know how to ride a bike. You don't know how to do this. You're like, but I didn't know the brakes was like this. I didn't know the steering was like this. He's like, yeah, like, so this is what you do. Like, you don't know. Like, shoot, you went out bike riding and this and that. You're like, dang, Virgo. Like, but you put me in this situation like that, you know? You told me to wear a helmet, but you ain't tell me the brakes was this bad. That's Virgo right there for you, you know? Virgo, everything is an experiment with Virgo. Everything is a test run with Virgo. And Virgo, they like to be perfectionistic. That's that's the off-kilt thing about Virgo. Is because they want to be perfect and nothing is perfect. Everything is an experiment with Virgo. Virgo will be the one that will put <clears throat> a negative idea in the air and be with this cynicism. Criticize, oh my goodness, what a Virgo criticizes you. It's a spirit to the heart. Because all these other signs, they're going to aim, you know, for for your gut. Aim for your knee. And all these, and some other signs don't even know where your heart is. And you know, they're just aiming at you. Virgo knows where your heart is and they're aiming for your heart. That's where that, you could like, be around a Virgo and get a sense like, are you a Scorpio? You know, because it's that coldness, it's that distance, like almost like a Scorpio in the corner. About to sting you. But it's it's not, because Scorpio, especially the good functioning ones, they're not in the corner. And they're not as cold as some of them, you know, most colorful. You know, when you think of a colorful zodiac sign, you could naturally think, oh, that's that's Leo, colorful and Aquarius. Yeah, they're they're so unique, you know, being out in those other universes and solar systems and collecting all those lights. And you could look at the scales of the Pisces of the fish that shine with the rainbow and be like, oh, they're they're colorful, but it's actually Scorpio. That's their heart is made out of gold and diamonds and shine is so precious of their heart when they finally <clears throat> expose and make themselves vulnerable, you know. You could look at the cancer strength as that's colorful, that's bright, you know. But it's really the Scorpio that's the rainbow within type type energy. But Virgo, because Virgo is semi-like the archetype of Ceres in Roman mythology is 
the the only things about you know what you could sort of parallel Ceres with Virgo is Ceres had Persephone taken away from her and her her daughter was tricked by Hades and she has to go to the underworld or when she goes to the underworld Ceres goes away from the earth and the earth begins to get cold and winter and the crops begin to die and Ceres well, Virgos in that same way, when they're so much like to themselves, not involved, not bringing that that knowledge to the earth, the earth suffers. So society needs Virgo to contribute what it knows to society and needs that. And then, you know, plants begin to blossom and bloom, but while they're away, they come off as so cold and things is just so cold and but you know, when like like some folks they could beg the differ, like, no, like Virgos aren't like that, but trust me, when Virgo is disattached, like how Aquarius could be disattached, things could be cold. And when they enter in, they got so much knowledge, just like Gemini with that Mercury energy. They got so much to contribute to the conversation. That's that's their natural blessing. They they must interact with the people. It's not so much if you come to me, the the real power is you coming to them. That's that's where your real arc is. You come to them. You bring the grain. Virgo is holding the grain. That's the brightest star in this constellation. It's the grain that's holding in its hands. Not itself. You know, <clears throat> itself is huge, yeah. But it's that grain that's holding in its hand that's the brightest star in this constellation. And that's what the earth needs. It's like the energy. And then Libra. <sighs> it's one of the most difficult because the sign with his son, like I said in previous episodes, is the sun is in a fall, so it has to decrease its energy for other things to increase. And Libra, when it's trying to prioritize his ego at the center and at the highest, is not functioning in its natural way. And Aquarius would tell, and Pisces would tell Libra, like, yo, put yourself first, take care of yourself. Yeah, to a certain extent, but it's also its curse to take care of others. And it's also its blessing to take care of others, because Pisces may not even realize how much Libra takes care of it also when they're in a relationship. You could just take and take and take just as much as Pisces could give and give. But there's this other side that Pisces could... Because Pisces gives material things, you know? And it's not thinking nothing much of its emotional things that it's giving. Libra very much knows the emotions that it's giving and also the, the, the material things. Is when Libra only wants to give in one way where where it messes up and where people say, yo, Libra people are, are messed up people. They're the worst because Libra wants, if, if they're like so steady and just giving in one type of way. Pisces could, give a, could get away with, with giving in just one type of way, you know? 
even though it's giving in both ways it it, 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 only you know, but but Libra, that's that's where Libra messes up. You know, it it has to give emotionally also, in material things. And, you know, uh, receiving also, you know, that's what messes up Libras with with different folks with with giving, emotional and materials. Is I notice that people be like, why why does the Libra ghost me? It's because in the initial, Libra gives, you know, something physical or something emotional. If you don't match either one of those, later on down the line, when you want to give something emotional or physical, they're not going to accept it because you didn't accept whatever physical or whatever emotions they initially gave to you. And they're going to remember that because that's, that's the thing about Libras is this high intelligence of the logic could remember so much. Scorpio, they could, <clears throat> that's their blessing is to forget. Because if Scorpio is to remember all this emotional things, it will never evolve. It has to re keep releasing, releasing, releasing until it's empty. And then it will be filled with the blessings of the universe. Libra, Libra has this blessing of remembering almost everything you know and that's you know a lot of people would be like yo i i i uh was talking to this leaper guy and he invited me out and i didn't have the time you know and he gave me this he he mailed me letters sent me messages whatever and then when i uh had some time and i, I reached back out to him he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like never messaged me again. And now he's telling me that he's busy. And it's like, that's, that's the initial giving that you did not match with Libra. And they remember that. And they put you at this level and you're not at that level. You know, that's, that's, that's how Libra measures things. Cause Libra is also you know, it's blessing and it's curses to measure people, places, and things. Like, measure everything. Measure concepts and ideas. And, you know, it's, it's wrong for it to measure other people like that. You know, it's wrong to measure ideas like that. But it's also a blessing because that's where you get <clears throat> the perfect judge or the perfect attorney that could take all these complex ideas and scenarios and could present it to you and be like, does this add up? This is not equal to that. And others, they would see it as all the same, you know, but this is what makes Libra so, such good attorneys and lawyers and judges is because they, they, they know the measurements and that's their archetype of you know, being of the scales and not a person or an animal, you know, that's, that's what makes them one of the most, if not the most unique zodiac signs of them all, but also the hardest, you know, to, to master because it's a lifelong thing. It's not up to this age and you're going to get it, you know, it's forever and ever as you're a Libra. At any moment, you could fall. This part is going to break and just, it all falls apart.
That's where you get Pablo Picasso. Brilliant painter. But somewhere along the line in his latter years, or when you add it all up, you're like, but this guy, you know, was a misogynist, and he treated his wife this way, and he treated his daughter this way. And it, it, there, there's always a possibility of falling off the edge for Libra, no matter how old or how masterful they, they could be in their respective fields. You know, it, it could always shift, and that's that, you know, Venus shift. That's that um, Taurus and what Libra is cursed with, with having Venus. It could be beauty and it could bring beauty to the world, you know. It, only like Libras could bring this like physical personality beauty and Taurus. Yeah, it could be physical and personality beauty, but also like material. This is what you can enjoy. You know, when we think of enjoying astrology, we're thinking, oh, fifth house, Leo, enjoy. But it's also after when you pass away, the beauty could still be there for future generations to enjoy and to reflect on it. It could even evolve because that's also the purpose of of art is to reflect and to change your you're thinking it's it's thought provoking. Even the, the the hideous art that Venus can make, and some will only think art is only beauty, but art is the thought provoking, and that's what Venus knows that other signs may not understand. This is not just feel good and pleasure, but there's 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 a thought. That could evolve the way that you see and interact with things after when seeing it or having a conversation about that with other people. Venus, you know, by the time Libra Man opens his mouth, then you can see, oh, I, I like this guy, you know, because <clears throat> what, especially Libra men with that Venus energy, May they they could dress well, like like uh, Virgo and like Leo. But there's something else about them that gives them their beauty, and that's when they open up their mouth and they express in these ideas that brings this added beauty to them. Where just optically, you know, you could sweep a lot of Libra guys as ah. Uh, they're not good looking like the sun dominant guy. But when you begin to listen, and you that's where that motivational and passion comes from, you know. The, the hotness of the love, you know, and falling in love really triumphs over Mars in, in love. Because Mars does have something to do with love. But it's it's incomplete without this Venusian side to it and this Venusian idea to it. Yep. You know, Taurus is a fat one, it's a slow moving one. Taurus is the fill me up. And maybe we could go on a scoot over to Scorpio. 
That's what Scorpio likes about Taurus is here's somebody that's fat with riches. And here I am depleted, dried up. And I want something to fill me up. They, they, they got this empty feeling. You know, they could look at this world so cynically and in a, in a downtrodden way, in this dark abyssal, cold way. And then they see Taurus that is so warm and filled up with all this riches and energy and abundance and they would naturally attract. And Taurus, you know, being of that fill me up, that fatness is also exclusive to itself because it's just the take, take, take. And there is a, a natural isolation in that thought process and in that, in that mode of life that would attract a Scorpio and be like, you know what, I could see something that we have in common even though we're the opposites, sort of like Libra with Aries is that action. You know, Libra puts his action out in doing something for someone and Aries would attract to that action and they both have, you know, different modes of action and in the way they employ that. You know, Virgo is the cleaner. Nobody cleans better than a Virgo. You know, Virgo, you know, like how I say, you know, Gemini is the quintessential archetype of the ADD. Virgo is the quintessential archetype of the OCD, you know, of things have to be in order and place perfection. And when you tell a Virgo to clean up, after when they're done cleaning, you have no other choice but to say, yes, this is actually clean. This actually looks good. You know, this is very rare. And you're probably bullcrapping yourself if after a Virgo cleans up something, you're saying, oh, it's still dirty. No, you're just really not being honest. Virgos is the cleaner, you know, type of energy. That's, that's a unique thing about Virgo. But back to Scorpio. You know, says so much about Scorpio. Leading up to these episodes, Scorpio has the archetype of the scorpion. That's what it is. And then involves it to the ego and is rising from that abyssal. Starting to float, to be light. Because to the contrary, even though birds, especially the predatory birds, could be huge, large wingspans, they're actually light. All of the birds are light and they have to be that way in order to float. And to fly and to glide in the air. If it was heavy, it would not fly. That's why turkeys and chickens and penguins don't fly. is because they're too heavy. You have to be light. And Scorpio, when they realize they need to be light, you know, there, there goes like that word entendre right there. It has to be light to get out into you know, to to be filled, filled with with what the universe has to offer it. Because if it's down, dark, and deep, it, it it the light cannot reach down there. It has to come up to to get some of that light, and that's where it gets that ego, and it starts to spread its wings. And then when it's out of the water, then it sets on fire and becomes a phoenix with all this power and beauty and glory. And Scorpio is the archetype of power. 
you know, when it's in that phoenix and it rivals the sun. And its energy is of the sun in actuality, the phoenix. Of that fire being the co-ruler of Mars of the fire. That's why they're the co-rulers of that. And a lot of people like to stereotype also Scorpios as like the, the, the sexual energy, you know, the of of being loose with its sex and could have sex with anything and everybody, but no, it's actually exclusive with its sex. The sex expression is internalized. It's not externalized actually. That's where people get it mixed up. The other signs that it's a you know, uh, <clears throat> neighboring to is externalized. You know, Libras with the way they dress, sexiness, and Sagittarius is something about Sagittarius that makes people turn on, even if they're not the archetype body type or the looks. There's something very beautiful about these people that, that, that folks. Hey, that, James, I'm back. Hey. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. This is NNN Radio. I'm your host. Today's episode is going to be on Scorpio. But like what we always do, we'll um, do some previous signs, just some footnotes about the signs. And, uh, you know, uh, let's start off with Aquarius. Aquarius, I was just thinking, they... They're so emotionally attached. When you bring the heat to them, they're able to not engage with you fully. And that's a blessing because when you got somebody that could be emotional, like the water or like the fires and that heat comes to them, they can match it and even go crazier. Take it to the next level with with, uh, like, like Libra or Gemini. Libra would be spiteful. And be all crazy with that. And especially Gemini. But I I just remark how emotionally detached Aquarius is. And I remember bumping heads with an Aquarius male. And I got really heated with him. And stone cold face. Because we was in the car. I was in the passenger seat. I was still on the road. And it's just taking it, taking it, taking it, taking it. That's how they are. But you know... Between Aquarius, Leo, and Sagittarius, when they lose it, when they're mad at you and they're emotionally, ah, it feels like you about to get murdered, bro. You about to get murdered today. I mean, because it doesn't take that much to get underneath a Leo's skin, in my opinion, as a Libra. And seeing that we're doing a Scorpio's episode, I, I could tell you a few things about me. And um, we'll get to that anyway. Pisces. You know, Pisces, what I was thinking about Pisces is they... They got an ego about them. And it's attached to their giving nature. See, you get into a few with a Pisces, a Pisces will bring up all the instances they gave to you. And it's like, yo, I did this for you, I did that for you. 
And depending on your sign and how you be vibing with Pisces, you receive it. And maybe you're a Libra, you give back. And that's where, like, Pisces and Libra bumps head. Because tit for tat, Pisces, even if you, me as a Libra don't even realize it. <clears throat> and would just take it far, far as the environment of of relationship and friendship you built has given more. I mean, these these Pisces people will provide for you and stuff like that. And if you get into an argument with them on giving, you, you'd be surprised. Pisces gave more. And that's also like the nasty side to them when they begin to measure up what they give versus what they have received. And gosh darn it, if they ever get into a mode where they're like, all right, I'm no longer going to be in that Pisces giving mode, it can start getting dark for Pisces because you know Pisces, they go through that trauma of loss arc and they go through that rebirth arc. So just like Scorpio, it could be very dark and dangerous for Pisces if they look at life in a negative way or it's like giving and receiving. I mean, one of the biggest givers in, in all of the Zodiac of Pisces, more, more so than Aquarius, because like I told you, Aquarius, they're single-minded. They're thinking about themselves. It's not like airy selfishness. No, it's not selfish. I'll, I'll defend Aquarius on that. It's just that they got like a tunnel vision idea of autonomy, you know? Aquarius will pull up to, you know, McDonald's and order something for themselves and keep driving, not even think about it. And you're like, wait, what about me? They're like, oh, well, you should have spoke up. You should have said something sooner before we drove up. And you're like, yo, I, I'm thinking you would, after when you finish your order, you turn your head towards me and now it's my turn. I mean, Aquarius is only thinking about themselves and they have this idea that everybody else should all to do the same thing, think about themselves and care about themselves, provide, put themselves in a position of power. Because the sun is in a detriment. This is also what I wanted to add to today's episode as far as the footnotes is. The sun is in a detriment in <coughs> um, in uh, Aquarius. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like... They got a special sun placement, and it's better, in my opinion, than the Libra, which the sun is at a fall, because it feels like a fall placement is worse than a detriment placement, it feels like, you know, because a fall placement means there's not there's something not steady about it. It's up and down, it's up and down, where in a detriment, it's just at this place, and it's just at this not the high, but the low. And it's easier to figure out and manage that ego when it's stationary and it's fixed. As far as like Cardinal in a fall, shoot, ups and downs. And it's just always a balancing act, like, like the sun being in a fall state in the Libra. In Libras, 
Like, like we went over Aquarius. They could be downright evil and diabolical, but it's even more so the Venus Sun people that go through this. This this downright despicableness at times. It's like with the Venus Sun folks, whether it's like Taurus or Libra, they're like half evil, half good. Where that Aquarius could just be all evil and it's just better to manage to change all of that to good than to do the half and half and like this taking over and it's a balancing act. This truly harder to manage. All right, and uh, we talked a little bit about Aries. Aries, you know, this is um, stubborn, but not as stubborn as Libra, Scorpio, and Capricorn. You know, there's a little bit of stubbornness in Aquarius with the individualized and trying to get them to see the bigger community picture that doesn't involve them being the center of attention or being the one ruling, if you notice. Because Aquarius, they, they're a detriment with the sun. And the sun is dignified in Leo. They desire to be dignified in their position. A lot of people also like Aquarius and boss-like positions because this is somebody who knows about being underneath the table and now here they are and they could make decisions for upper as a as the position that they're in, but also having that ego down low, you know, when they finally figure out community work that involves them without them really not being so focused that I have to be the leader. I have to be the strongest. When when they figure out that it's more of a community thing, a shared interest thing, then, then p this is where people say, yo, Aquarius is a good leader, you know. <clears throat> but Aries, you know, they, they're a natural leader because that's the fire, Mars passion right there. And that could get people going. It can naturally motivate some folks. And I noticed with, when, as a Libra, when I ask Aries for advice, their answer is like oversimplified, straightforward. Just go and do it. Just go and say it. And in the logical Libra mind, they're like, but it's not that simple because we're, we're always dwelling in the ideal, not the emotional and not the insightfulness of the fire, because the fire is insight. It's, it brings light to something. It illuminates and, and um, is visualized easier with the fire, with the light. With the air, it's more of a shifting and feeling around, and we do that with our mind and ideas. We, we keep putting out ideas until something shapes. That's why... Air signs, they're, they're not good at starting things. Fire signs are good at starting things and also finishing things. You know, things end in fire, right? Like the earth signs are good at sustaining something, you know? And the water signs is good at 
really shaping the progression and the and the mold of the project. You know, they they're because it seems like the air signs would be putting in the motivation, but it's really they they put in the idea of into people's minds of the project and get them to think about the project. The the you know the Pisces, the water signs, they would bring that emotional baggage for you to go on and like this is they 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 give you what you know what you're dealing with when you're doing this project that's the best way i could describe all of these four elements in the project you know from start to finish they they will actually let you know why the <clears throat> The the air sizes tell you what it is. And the and the water sizes is, is is the why. The fire signs is the how. <laughs> and the earth size is the it's like the when and where, you know. They they're gonna sustain it. When and where, you know, where to put their efforts, when this project is, is gonna be sustainable. And how is it is going to be sustainable in the wind? Uh, Earthside, Taurus, you know, that Venus. This could be difficult because you you, you got the, the beautiness of the Venus. But it's also the ugliness of it. And this is where Taurus isn't always like as pretty. And where you get people like Hitler that was a Toro son is because he had that Venus and that Venus in the properties of war, in passions, the message, in the motivation for it. Because the fire, the Mars of war is the soldier. And the Scorpio side of the Mars is war itself as as a big concept because the Scorpio is 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 uh deals with the it, it deals with the micro because you know they they could get into like the nitty gritty but you know who gets into the micro more than Scorpio you know it's a trade off because it's it's Virgo that gets into that could get into the micro because they could do like little tedious tasks that are actually complicated and that's what you discover when you you look at folks that you see as smart but they're they're able to break it down into simple little things that is actually simple and when you zoom out you see the complexity you know scorpio has that and and it's a give or take on they both could do the macro because scorpio is like the detective, you know, the the war investigator, they could be. And Aries is a soldier. And many of these soldiers, they're our army and they fully function. That's how Aries. But, you know, Scorpio's like the military detective investigator. And they're also the, the military that could take 
this very broad concept and really know how to get to the nitty gritty. They they get straight to the point when you talk to uh, a Scorpio because even though they deal in emotions, they know where this emotion is coming from and emotions are true. You feel things for a reason. And that's where Scorpio is more sustainable than Libra, who's the air, the idea, and all this flowing and back and forth. Scorpio knows why it's happening based off of their emotions. And going back to Taurus, it dealing with the natural underbelly of of Venus because Venus got the atmosphere all pretty but when you look underneath that underbelly of that atmosphere is is scarred and there's there's this natural scarredness of Taurus that they feel and both Libra also because that's that's the thing about about uh, Venus is is this facade of this hiding in some cases is not doesn't need to be present it's like you know the 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 war with Agamemnon and Achilles and Hector the the whole reason why that story got started was because of Helen Helen is nowhere on the battlefield but it's all because of her and that's as a perfect analogy for what is Venus place in worship it's it ends up being what you're fighting for and also technically why you're fighting and that's that's Venus role in 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 worship it's not just Aries and Aries base but when Venus gets into it that's where you get this other side and that's Venus with is is this it's not just one side, it's the other side. And Taurus, being an earth sign, they they could do that on and off slower. And it's more prevalent for Taurus than for as Libra. Libra is just like all like one side to the other side. When when Taurus views that scarred, that ugliness, it's it's here. Virtually almost to stay, and and you 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 gotta accept Taurus other side to them, like Chris Brown. He's a Taurus, you know when stepped off this stepped on the scene off the wall. Joel Santana, kid and all that, but once when you got to see his other side, it was very ugly, and you see all these tattoos and the way he's piercing and and the hair dye is like. Another side to Taurus, you know, when he gets in the fights, it's like, wow, you're, you're very aggressive, and this is, this is, ugly side to him, that really, could turn you off, and. That's how that's how it can naturally be, for them. Because. You you can't have one without the other. 
in regards to these folks. It's it's is is very unique because it's more sustainable than than the other one when when you go to view it as as a whole. You know, Chris Brown, he's a he's an interesting fellow and it's a good example, you know, of that once once when that shift happens it's hard for them to to go the other way you know it's it's just like the archetype what what you think of is like like a deer a deer rarely turns around when it's crossing the road it's going to freeze it's going to stop, but it isn't going to turn around. It's most likely going to keep going forward. And that's, that's how that natural archetype is. And it's, it's interesting to, to see versus the difference with Libra. We're going to um, go on in um, Gemini. You know, the two-sidedness. And a lot of folks like to categorize Gemini as the adronomous. You know, um, neither male or female, but actuality is actually a male sign. It's a male sign. And and I think the reason why Gemini get this androgynous, I should say, um category put on is because it's dealing with Mercury, which could be bisexual. And I think, you know, that bisexual nature is is coming from an intelligence, is coming from an idea of its capability and pr- productivity and um, in expression. And others won't get that or figure that out. It's like, a certain intelligence level about itself has been achieved and you you can see the the duality of Gemini and its sort of planet attachment and its uh, expression could be that way but um, to the contrary of, of that astronomers or you know what I'm trying to say Expression, it's a male sign with a male planet, and it's very much this masculine energy just being filtered in a spectrum of of uh, communication. And communication isn't just masculine based, it could be also be feminine based, and I guess that's what. Gemini knows and is blessed with. <clears throat> and I noticed that when the sign is fem- female, the males tend to be unique and the ones that get to shine and when it's vice versa, I noticed that. So for me, it's like Gemini guys, they're okay, you know? male sign, male planet, but it's the females that are unique and really catch my eye, you know, 
it's 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 uh I, I, I tend to notice that. You know, um what else about Gemini? You know, the the one that's most close to anxiety prone, like Cancer and Pisces and Scorpio, they could be a victim to anxiety, but they they're able to hide that more with that water energy. They're able to sink into that and not come to the surface with that expression of anxiety because Gemini is an air sign and you're dealing with a fast-moving planet so fast. The fastest-moving planet. It, it can't help but to shift, and it's easier to shift and... It's, it comes off to me that Gemini is like the quintessential air planet, the quintessential air sign. Even though Mercury itself is the densest, well, the second densest planet in the, all of the solar system is heavy. And we could attribute the other half to the Virgo of, of Mercury. It's like... Gemini is, is blessed with the social intelligence with the help of Mercury. Virgo is blessed with the logical. And this is where it could be like, yeah, Virgo is like the air, the earth, the air sign of the earth signs. Because it could, it naturally grapples with all these ideas that all the other earth signs they deal with it in a different way because Venus, with its elitism and only accepting something, there is, and and there there is logic and rational too, and that's where Taurus grapples that Earth sign with all these ideas, and you know the, the Venus and Libra, and Capricorn, you know, with structure and be able to build these complexities does deal with um, ideas. But it's unique seeing it visualized in a different way, even though these are all ideas, you know? It, it is interesting. And then we move on to cancer. Like, you know, well, I was just saying about anxiety. They got that hard shell, that hard exterior, and able to... to not engage in anxiety, unlike Gemini. It's because they, they built up this mental fortitude to not penetrate their emotional self. And these people could be emotional, but it's these, these when, when they're able to master these emotions, that's what makes them like so strong in the archetype of strength itself embodied strength itself think of mike tyson cancer son strong guy even though he's not six feet tall i think he's like five nine i don't even think he's like five ten you know he could be even shorter than five nine honestly i i believe you know but he's the knockout king and it's just 
it really is a good example of of cancers are strong people and can be strong. They have this capability of strength and also emotional strength because boxing is just not about brutality, but it's also a game of emotions and psychology. And what makes, you know, Mike Tyson give you more insight on why he was so dominant of this psychology is because he was a Scorpio moon. The Scorpios, they dominate psychology, even though they're water signs. So it's, it's, it's very, very interesting that you think the air signs with all these ideas and logic and rationale would be the rulers of psychology. But no, it, it goes to show you that psychology is just more than ideas and of the mind. There's There's something else and it's emotions, you know. That, that you have an understanding of to be the ruler of psychology, you know? It's interesting with uh, cancers and Scorpios, what they know about the emotions. And you, you can learn from them about emotions because, you know, in the world of politics, we like to imagine that Emotions could go but so far, and then there has to be something rational, something tangible, something that makes sense for something to be successful in policy. You know, it's a give and take. You know, um, also, knowledge to the emotions is all emotions are appropriate. It's just given the time and place. Anger, revenge, vengefulness, you know, we're thinking... Aggression, violence has no place. In actuality, they do have a place. It's that you need to know where is the place and when, and it could be properly used. You know, all these emotions is, is unique, very, very unique. Leo, Leo regarding the sun dignified and its ego. Leos can be shy. And this shyness could be taken as they lack self-confidence, but that lacking of self-confidence really goes for <clears throat> Virgo. And what Leo knows more so than cancer because it's like cancer is of the sun or during the summer and is and and why is it there being a earth being a, a water sign it's so close to being of rulership but it's exposure and that's what cancers could suffer from with that hard shell they don't want to expose themselves where Leo, when they realize that it is exposure that that deems them as the rightful ruler of the solar system is where Aquarius could learn because Aquarius in this rogue, isolated, you know, individualized self isn't exposing itself to the community. It is the Leo, you know, Aquarius wants that, but 
in its own individualized, I'm not here, well, I'm only thinking of myself and it's me, myself, and I, you know, type of way. And it's like, no, you need to be more Leo-like. And when you're operating in that, that dominant sun energy, you're on, you're on a path for everyone for you to shine, for you to give equally to everyone. And there is no baggage. Because Aquarius could bring baggage, you know, with what it collected along the way of being rogue, being out there, you know, bringing it to the community. And it has to release that, not hold anything back. Because there's something that it has that each and every person in the community can benefit from. But if it's holding this and then trying to put itself on the on the throne, that's where it gets authoritarian, utilitarian, you know, a straight up tyrant Aquarius. And his rulership. Leo, when it's operating in 